0: This is the John Oakley Show Podcast. Toronto District Catholic School Board. They had a marathon session. It just wound up in the wee hours, and uh, Mike Del Grande is one of the trustees has joined us on the line to explain why they've amended their code of conduct to include recognition for other peoples who need protection under the rubric of gender expression, gender identity, family status, and marital uh, status. On that note, Mike Del Grande here on the Oakley Show. Mike, I appreciate you joining us even though you've had very little shut-eye today. <laughs>
1: Thanks, John. Long time no speak.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. My understanding, when it came to uh, amending the Code of Conduct for the Toronto District Catholic School Board, the vote was 8-4, to four, and you were one of those against amending the Code. Why is that?
1: Well, it was from the point of view of how to deal with it administratively and what do you do when it, when when conduct goes against um, the Catholic faith. And uh, the wording that uh, we used was an null. Uh, encompassing one. The word all was mentioned uh, in a motion, and um, the other trustees felt that no those specific four words had to be included, and uh, they won the day. So that's really the long and the short of it.
0: Let me ask you, though, when you say it goes against the Catholic faith, that's interesting, because obviously... Uh... This was a split perception of what might be reconciled within the Catholic faith, including the Archdiocese of Toronto, and Archbishop uh, Bishop Cardinal Collins uh, felt that he's on the side of inclusivity. Uh, and yet, it says here that the Archdiocese will accept the terms provided that the amended policy, quote, be interpreted through the lens of the Catholic faith as articulated by the teachings of the Church, and protected in legislation, uh, can you explain that fully? How how do you reconcile it to?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, John, the motion that the four of us had uh, was not done in isolation. It was uh, with um, help, if you will, from the archdiocese. Uh, we went to them to to ask for advice, and the advice at the time was uh, not what you just uh, said, and so we we went off with that. Um, I think. Was the same question that I asked last night. Um, this is like what they're saying is a notwithstanding clause. It's a preamble um, to the um, compromise, if you will, that the Archdiocese had with the uh, school board. So it says basically, um, yeah, you will recognize the words, et cetera, but if it comes in conflict with. Uh, a Catholic lens to use that word um it ain't gonna it ain't gonna fly
0: well, that sounds irreconcilable look i I guess drilling it down to its very very fundamentals uh the Catholic doctrine says there's only two sexes male and female, and it doesn't recognize gender expression identity or you know gay marriage and so on and so forth or has that changed
1: no not not from from what I know I mean one of the questions I asked uh, had to do with uh, marital status, and and I asked one of the uh, delegates last night, I said, look, um, how do you deal with the fact if you have uh, two uh, teachers who um, divorce their spouses because they're having uh, an affair and they marry each other um, outside the Catholic Church and and they're still teaching in the school? what do you think about that? What do you think about uh, a polygamous marriage? What do you think about a menage a What do you think about you know, all these different permutations and con- combinations of, uh, of quote, uh, um, married people? And the answer that I got back was basically you've got to get with the times. you got to, you know, we've got to be progressive and we have to be this and we have to be that. Well, look, the fundamental basis for over 2,000 years is that marriage is a sacrament between a man and a woman. And if you don't subscribe to that, then you don't subscribe to being a Catholic, and, and, you know, that's up to people. But then don't come and say, no, you've got to come with the times, and like anything goes. I mean, that's, that's the, the, the problem that I have, that uh, people call it the slippery slope. But, I mean, it's just a, a, a question of how do you reconcile? Should, what example do, for example, would those teachers in that position in the school— Send to their colleagues. Send to the the kids in the school. That's not with keeping with uh, with Catholic teaching. Uh, you, you want role models. Is that the role model that we want to perceive? Can the school board say, "I'm sorry, but you cannot teach her any further because it's it's scandalous"? And they turn around and say, "Nope, you can't you can't do any of that because it's a human right." Well, okay, human right versus now denominational right. So you're telling me that in a Catholic school, we can't define what we're all about. We have to change what we're all about to something else, because it doesn't suit someone. What
0: well, what you're saying here is uh, that this is compromising or watering down Catholic doctrine, and you're an absolutist. Uh, you're saying, no, uh, this is uh, non-negotiable, I guess. I'm not hoping to put words in your mouth, Mike, but if I'm understanding you clearly, and yet uh, then you've got the Minister of Education, Mr. Lecce, saying, well, you've got to subscribe to the Human Rights Code, which has recently been upgraded and amended in the province as well.
1: But here's here's the the rub, John. The Catholic um, faith, the Catholic schools are protected by a number of other laws. So while it's fine to say, you know, here's the Ontario Human Rights Laws, Within the Ontario Human Rights, is a section 19. Within the Constitution, is a section 93. Within the Education Act, there's a section 230. Um, within the the Charter, is section I don't know, 26 or 29. I'm, I can't remember. But there's all kinds of other um, laws within the laws that offer protection uh, for religious denomination, being the the Catholic uh, school system. And anytime you want to do that, then you get people chomping at the bit, saying, well, if you don't subscribe to this, then you're a publicly funded uh, school board, and therefore your funding should be taken away, and you have privileges, and you have this, and you get rid of the Catholic school board. That seems to be the answer, simply because we continue to follow um, what we've been doing since, I don't know, 1841, when we had our first schools in Toronto. And by the way, they were paid by the taxpayer. I mean, the taxpayer paid for uh, for the schools. And, you know, the fact that, well, you can always break the Constitution, I would dare challenge because that was one of the founding bricks, if you will, of putting this nation together. So that was protected. You can't, can't then turn around and say, well, we don't like it. You know, get with the times. Well, if you can change that, then you can change literally everything and anything that Put this country together in 1867. So it's a protection that we've had. Um, so, you know, again, it, it doesn't matter what we do. Um, we're always being attacked because we have this special privilege. But uh, again, uh, the people that attack us need to remember that's why we have the country that we have. We have protection for Indian rights, minority rights. We have, we have all these protections. And I guess at some point the Supreme Court, um, I don't know if it will be in my day, will have to determine what trumps what. Does denominational rights trump um, human rights? Does it trump other laws? But as I said, it's really weird that you say the education minister, but within the Education Act, go to Section 230 and it says the minister can't can't, uh, interfere with denominational rights. Go to Section 14 of the educational rights. So, you know, we have those privileges, and yet people somehow think that we have to overturn our system. Well, yeah, but Mike, 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 system.
0: some of those people are within the tent, so to speak. Uh, this was yes, an 8-4 to four vote of Catholic board trustees. Yes, John. And so, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're an originalist, it sounds like to me. Uh, taking No,
1: it... no, it's not originalist. It's, you know, it, it, I went to catechism class like everybody else. With the nuns and the priests they don't have them anymore uh, but it's basic fundamental like it hasn't changed like 30 years ago 40 years it hasn't changed
0: well that's what i mean thing. you're an originalist i didn't mean it as a pejorative i'm just saying uh, no, you're... I,
1: yeah but i mean john if you don't have the basic tenets of the faith upheld then you don't have a catholic school board like it's take the word catholic out then you're like a public board Without Catholic. like but Mike,
0: people say that argument was lost as soon as you take tax dollars, but you're saying back as far as 1841, there were tax dollars subsidizing the Catholic board or system that we well, had. Well,
1: I mean, the Catholic ratepayer paid for Catholic schools. We had we had taxes before we had per-pupil funding. School boards would be levying taxes on the tax bill to Catholic ratepayers. That's that's what we had.
0: Right, so we you're saying paying,
1: that... We were paying. That, that doesn't... Changed. It changed because the province said we'll do away with all that and we will provide funding on a per pupil basis so we gave that up in order to get fair and equitable funding for basically the completion of grade grades um, what 11 12 and 13 at the time bill 30 i believe that's what it was yeah
0: anyway uh the outcome is uh the vote went against you in the sense eight to four and they've amended the code and it includes things like gender expression gender identity family status and marital status uh, mm-hmm. Probably won't rest well with everybody uh, within the school system. I guess if they're uh, attacking.
1: John children. well no, when it, when when it's challenged. Like I said, when something happens in a school, mm-hmm. and you want to administer it, or you want to you say no, you can't do that, um, and somebody's going to say, well, I'm going to go to the Ontario Human Rights, which they pick up the case at no no costs to the person who complains. School board then has to pay monies to lawyers to defend itself. And ultimately, at some point, John, there's going to be a test case that will go all the way to the Supreme Court to kind of ferret this uh, this issue out.
0: Yeah, uh, human rights versus denominational rights. I got your point. I appreciate it very much, Mike. Uh, great to talk, and especially go get some sleep now, and uh, we'll talk <laughs> on another occasion. <laughs> Thanks, John. You got it. Mike Grande. Right. again, he's a trustee with the Toronto District Catholic School Board.